Good morning. Welcome to the Gentle Project podcast all about kindness. This is Irene Kartik your host for the show. The Gentle Project podcast all about kindness is an initiative to share stories, perspectives and view on kindness across different walks of life through different guests that we bring on the show. This is our humble attempt to just nudge the world a little bit that there's always a choice to be kind. So I really hope that you enjoy listening to this show. Today we have someone all the way from South Africa. He's an internationally certified master of creativity coaching, an innovation trainer, a speaker, a writer, and a filmmaker whose work has been entrenched in the creative space in film and TV across three continents. He has directed numerous reality shows and documentaries. He was also the co-creator of the award-winning musical reality show called Jam Sandwich which won the South African Film and Television Awards. If I were to go on and read all about his work, we would need another show. Without further ado, introducing Michael Lee, the founder of Innovativity Institute. Let's talk to him today about creativity, Innovativity Institute, his creative journey and of course about kindness. So hello Michael. Welcome to the Gentle Project podcast. And uh, delighted to have you here. So as I was sharing your introduction, I noticed that uh, your work has been cemented in the foundation of creativity. And it would be nice to hear about yourself and your journey so far. Okay, well, um there's really two things around creativity with me. One is uh, I've been a creative professional my whole adult life. So I've been a filmmaker and a writer uh and also an editor at some points. But you know basically that's been how I make my living. Um over the past 10 years I've also started to get quite interested in the in the you know the 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 work on creativity as a mode of thought. And uh it started when I was developing a film or television school inside of an existing school in Johannesburg here and uh I wrote the curriculum for the whole program and one of the things we put into the program was a creativity uh like a creativity stream you know uh which is really aside from any particular skill was really about making sure that people learn how to think creatively and in doing that uh over several years I started to work on shifting from teaching out of books that existed to writing our own curriculum for that and at some point i started to notice patterns in the in the teaching we were doing and ways to actually start training people in approaching creative thinking in a very different way than usual and it really has to do with clearing out the things that we've put in the way of our thinking because the creative thinking process basically runs itself and when you know we grow up we 
it's a strange word to use grow up, but we, you know, we, we basically lose a lot of our natural creativity systematically. It's, it's almost every single person, you know, um, there was a study done in the 1960s already by a guy named George Land, who was a NASA um, psychologist. And he found that 98% of five-year-old children qualified as creative geniuses. Whereas um, the very same children at the age of 15, only 12% were still creative geniuses. And among the adult population, it was only 2%. So given statistical error, you can really legitimately say every five-year-old is a creative genius and no adults are. Um, so for me, it's been the last couple of years very focused on, on the mission of bringing the message of why creativity is important and that it's really not that difficult to regain your creative mind. Unfortunately, it does involve letting go of a lot of uh, addictions and convictions we have about who we are and, uh, you know, the sort of addiction we have to our personality as it stands will keep us basically thinking the way that someone with our personality thinks. So in order to expand creativity, uh, we have to let go of some of the things we're so sure about, about ourselves. So, yeah, so that's what I've mostly been doing is developing that, delivering that training, some coaches in that methodology and uh, just, you know, getting the gospel out that creativity is, the thing that's brilliant uh in fact uh i have read about george land and the experiment uh but what is your thought why why do individuals uh especially in a corporate setting uh somehow have a lot of inhibitions around creativity is it because we are wired as uh, adults that okay creativity is an exclusive space or is it just to do with the way we think no it's it, it really is a strange thing because humans are born to be creative but it seems like for you know most of recorded history most humans were only creative in order to learn and the need to learn sort of stopped right when when a human being got to a certain age. And I mean, today, for a lot of reasons, that's shifted pretty radically, you know? But the, the example I like to give is when you're face to face with a lion in the bush, there really is only one way to deal with it, you know? Creativity does not help. So, and, and that way, by the way, is not to run. Don't do that. Um, the line will catch you. So, you know, the, the, there's only one way to do that. It's, it's a way that has been known for thousands of years and there's really no reason to do anything except follow the rules. Now, the problem is that I think most of life for most people is like that all the time. You know, 80% of Americans don't have enough money to get past their next paycheck. That's a large percentage of them. You know, I don't know these statistics in other countries. I don't think that they've been done, but it's not going to be substantially better. You know, generally people on the planet today, and this is not a COVID thing, right? This is just the way it's been. People on the planet for as long as we can think in the history, really, most people have been living in crisis all the time. They're always 
worried about the next thing. They're always worried about, you know, how they're going to survive. And as long as that's the case, you know, the ancient structure of society doesn't really need to change. There were creative people in a society, but those were people like a shaman or a poet or, you know, um, the chief or the king even. But they were, they were trained to be creative. They were kept in special kinds of, you know, modes of thinking. They were not um, subjected to the normal survival needs, right? So I think there's been a shift predicted for a long time. Um, Charles Darwin, 150 years ago, already concluded that adaptability was more important than any other feature for survival. You know, uh, Alvin Toffler, 50 years ago, published a book called Future Shock in which he basically repeated that adaptability is the skill of the future and would be more important than literacy. And yet, you know, um, it has been a lot of resistance in society to, to, to shift that. And I, I think the reason is that it's not society so much as the self, you know, that we are taught to believe that it's important to, you know, have a rigid personality, that we should know who we are. You know, the problem is that as soon as we know who we are, we also know who we're not. And, you know, one of the things I also like to say is that, like, if, if you look at a, a one-year-old child um, when they're learning to walk, if you took your brain and put it into that child, you would never learn to walk because you would be absolutely certain that this is just not something you're good at. Right. And like small children don't think that way. They don't judge. They don't worry about, you know, can I do this? They just keep trying. Right. Eventually walking is like one of the most natural things we do. Right. We don't consider that like a skill. <laughs> We don't go like, hey, you, you walk really well. No, 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 unless you're a fashion model or something. Right? But, and yet, think of how impossible it is for a child who hasn't learned to do it yet. So if we had, you know, if we put our brain into that child, they never would learn that. And, and that's, you know, the, the key to creativity is to, is to adopt the kind of complete openness and presence of that child where falling down is hysterically funny. It's not, it's not a judgment that they make against themselves. It's just another part of the process. So I think, you know, it has been absolutely natural for human beings to rely on judging things rather than being open to them in order to survive. And I guess corporate kind of makes that the most rigid because you know, you're supposed to follow the systems and the rules that are there. And then they tell you to try to innovate something or think out of the box. Um, and, you know, it's kind of absurd because everything about that culture is about doing things the way everybody else does. That's right. In fact, uh, out of box thinking and innovation kind of, they go hand in hand, especially uh, in in most of corporate environments, employees are encouraged to think out of the box. But what is your view that actually can you innovate 
while you are thinking out of the box or do you actually look into the box or be in the box and still be able to innovate? Yeah, well, I mean, I, the, the honest truth is that, you know, it depends what you mean by the box, right? Um, if the box is a corporate system that the company always has adopted in the past, then I guess you can think out of it. But the reality is that the box that most limits us is ourself, right? And it's impossible for me to think out of my own box because I'm only capable of thinking what my box allows me to think. So the best way to actually innovate myself, which has to happen before I can innovate some other thing is, is to think into the box and get real clear about the box. Because once I perceive the box, like a fish doesn't know they're in the water, right? The minute you tell the fish that they're in the water and they get that there's water, right? Then they can think about what it would be like outside of the water. But fish don't know they're in the water. They're just in the water, right? So the first thing I have to do to be able to think in a different way is to get clear about how I think now. And when I get clear about how I think now, then I can shift it step by step. So yeah, thinking out of the box is kind of absurd, actually. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That's what, that's my personal view. And uh, so how did you navigate? Uh, because I've read about you, you've worked in a lot of uh, scripts, uh, directed a lot of uh, documentaries and uh, other uh, things. And so how did you decide that you want to coach uh, people on creativity what inspired you um i had just as i've seen this technique work on people then it's just become something i've tried to push farther and farther and it takes a lot of work to do that um you know, if everybody wanted to rush and, 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 and expand their creative thinking, then I guess we wouldn't need to teach them how to do it. So it's, it's you know, there are so many um, experts who have made it clear that creativity is the critical skill for today in business. And yet people don't really hear it. You know, LinkedIn says there's no better investment you can make. Forbes calls it the skill of the future. The World Economic Forum identified that five of the top 10 skills needed from this year are creative thinking skills. And yet, you know, trying to get people to really pay attention to that. Because it's, 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 it's a big shift to shift that. It's a big shift to shift from the way someone thinks now into opening up their creative mind because a lot of garbage has gone in the way um, over a long time. And then inside of their own existing system, they have to try to open up their minds to the stuff they've closed it off to. And they're inside of a system that's not encouraging that. And yet people, you know, don't realize that that takes work. It takes time. It takes, you know, focus. I was, I was on a course this weekend, um, which is a bit of a side point, but I mean, that course in order to really execute the stuff in that course takes years. Um, and it's a good reminder for me because there's so much, there's so much in the world right now. Everybody wants it fast, 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 you know, 
you're going to solve your problems in two sessions of coaching or something. And, you know, um, shifting your creative mind is a good three month minimum process, right? To, to really do it effectively. And that's with consistent everyday attention. I mean, you can't learn a foreign language by reading a couple of articles and then you know the language. It takes consistent application of study. Right? Opening your creative thinking also does. So I think I'm answering your question. Um, you know, it really is just, it's, it's, it came to me over a period of time that to do this and get the message out and be able to get the method out is a lot of work. So I've had to really focus on it and do a lot less, you know, professional creative work because it just takes a lot of work to get it out there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have been lucky uh, to have attended two of your uh, networking sessions, which is based on creativity and innovation. And I, I, was, I really enjoyed those sessions. So if you could share a little bit about innovativity and what is your big vision for innovativity? Okay, thanks. So innovativity is um, it's constantly a work in progress in a way. On its basic level, it simply took the words creativity and innovation, put them together to represent the concept that it's all one process. <clears throat> and basically, you know, from the beginning of there's a challenge to, to, to overcome or conquer, right? Um, there's then a, a process that goes into place and that process begins from analyzing the problem and ends with delivering a solution, right? And all of that is really just one thing, but we've managed to somehow break it into two things, kind of like the Inuit people have like, you know, 27 words for snow. Um, we had to say that like creativity is somehow an artistic thing that's, you know, just a, a, a nice thing to do. Whereas innovation is like a hardcore business or science thing, which relies more on a team it's just simply untrue. There's really no distinction between the words, except that creativity really technically involves thinking and innovation technically involves action. You know, um, inactivity is somewhat like if you, if you look at the be, do, have, inactivity is kind of like the have. So if, if creativity is the be and, and, and innovation is the, the do, then inactivity is kind of like the have. It's what you have when you undergo that process. Um, it's a conscious choice to merge the innocence of childhood with the learnings that you've gained as an adult without losing either. And it's basically a marriage of the conscious and subconscious minds in a, a new structure that allows them to be uh, teammates because really uh, that's how creativity works. You know, there's a lot of conscious process. But the moment of thinking of new ideas is completely unconscious, subconscious. It's not, it's not a conscious process. You can't think of ideas. You can only think of the problem and, you know, think about the problem, but the ideas come on their own. And the problem is that most of us have beaten our subconscious into submission, right? We either insult it and, you know, or we ignore it. So, inactivity is really a conscious choice 
to let go of the addiction that we live in with ourselves and be able to start to recover from this idea that our self is somehow rigid, accidental, you know, and, and something that we can't shift. And to realize that, you know, we actually will always think the same thoughts if we're the same person. So each time we learn new things, we're shifting, right? And that's why those new things can cause us to have different ideas. But the fastest, most effective way to get new ideas is to shift the entire state of being an attitude. And that's inactivity. So, you know, everything else is great. Learning new things is great. But it's the unlearning of the stuff we've put in the way that really makes, you know, a major difference in our ability to be creative. So as far as what the plans are, I mean, we've got a training course, which is now automated with videos, um, allows more people to do it and at a cheaper rate. Uh, we've got a coaching program that we train coaches in also can be done fully automated with a little bit of interaction. And then we've got more intimate versions of both where there's, you know, training interaction between, uh, on a, on a consistent basis, obviously that's more expensive. Um, and the, the final thing is, is being able to take that into teams, organizations. Um, right now, most of that is actually inside of organizations that also do coaching and teaching, um, that they would be able to bring it into other clients as well. So it's, it's very explorational still. Um, I've also written a book called Inactivity, which, um, is currently making its rounds around uh, people's homes and gardens and uh, trying to figure out what to do with it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a work in progress. Brilliant. Okay. Book, so is the book published or is it in the beta stage? No, it's not published. That's why I'm saying it's, it's still okay. making its way up okay. to people's, okay. people's minds. I'm trying to figure out the best way to bring it into reality in a that'll be effective you know it's nothing worse than unread book yes i agree and uh, i'll be really keen to uh, kind of read the book and see what what because you have so much of experience in the creative uh, journey and it's interesting to see how you perceive the whole uh, thing about innovation and creation so I'll, I'll keep a watch for when, as in when it gets published I'll definitely look into it and I also wanted to so what is it that is different about uh, this pursuit that you have taken up uh, like if I have to join or take some course was what is it that is different that is not out there what can I gain from this course? I know it is in an exploration state, but still I wanted to kind of put that across. Look, I mean, the many dozen of people have gone through the process and, and mostly entrepreneurs, small businesses. And it's been consistently, it's consistently delivered, you know, on a, on a creativity testing basis where the scores have gone significantly up. Um, but also, everybody who does the training brings a project into the training that they can focus on 
whether that's something that they want to do now or something that they left behind in the past and would love to finish anyway. Um, and that's also, you know, overall made excellent strides in almost all cases. So, I mean, what's, it's hard to say what's different than everything because I don't know everything, but I can tell you what's different with example design thinking, which is quite popular, um, which is that design thinking is really focused on uh, getting a result from the process. And the result is kind of the invention or the, the policy or whatever comes out of it. The, the main result of, of inactivity work is the person or the team, you know, that that person or that team will shift their abilities. So, you know, for me, something like design thinking should follow what we do because it's, it's not of great use to go through an innovation process with a team that's composed of a lot of people that have limited ability to think creatively. Right? And, and when I say limited, I don't mean small. It, it can be that people are quite creative, but they're still going to only be creative in the area that they know how to be creative. In. in order to expand that, I mean, I've had lots of students who are artists um, as well as coaches. And, you know, the, it's not that they're not creative, but in order for them to achieve particular things that they're stuck in, you know, the, the method then, then works. I had one student who was a, a painter, who was working mainly on film sets, doing technical work and very well-paid work. She was really highly respected in, in the top echelons of that, you know, discipline, um, digital imaging technician in, in, in South Africa. And, but she was left with no time to paint. And she'd actually gone quite a long time not painting. And, you know, the main focus of our work was to get her to be able to paint and still survive because she, you know, was making good money doing this, the film work. Um, so she couldn't just stop it, you know? And I mean, it was very fulfilling to, to be able to see her painting again. You know? um, and sometimes it just takes having someone who's holding you accountable, someone who's, you know, expecting that next week when you come, you're going to have, done something you know uh it's not like just all genius and sometimes it's just simple things like that but uh i've lost track of the question actually i mean it was about what is it that is different but you answered uh, when when you said that it is about the person and trying when trying to help yeah. people kind of complete uh, their journeys and i I think I can speak, of course, I have not been uh, associated for a very long time, but within the two sessions that I attended, I see how the people can actually uh, gain a lot uh, through the program. So I can vouch for that through personal experience. So that's a great thing to learn and uh, to be associated with. So that, that's a wonderful and something different because I've actually uh, been through a lot of creative uh, trainings, programs, uh, while I was working in a corporate. And that's the difference that I see as, a, you know, completely somebody outside who's uh, looking at your program and has attended a few of the sessions. So uh, that's a wonderful thing. Mm. 
and uh, that also brings me uh, to important part of the podcast because podcast is about kindness and you were also associated with kindness contagion so if you could just share a little bit about what is kindness contagion and what conspired how did it come into being sure um so kindness contagion is a pan african song and music video uh we i saw a, a posting the united nations uh, development program undp made uh, very early in the process of lockdown and they were looking for messaging by artists around the world in six specific messages one of them was kindness contagion um some of the others were not so interesting for us things like wash your hands and wear a mask you know um but kindness contagion very much caught our attention it's 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 a beautiful phrase you know the idea of this covid contagion being balanced by a kindness contagion was was nice and when did a little research on it we discovered this was not a completely original idea from the un um it was actually first used in, a, in an article i could find online in 2015 uh looking at a scientific study that was done at stanford university in which they found that acts of kindness caused other acts of kindness um so the more acts of kindness i do the more people around me are likely to be kind to others now in reality when you poke a little deeper it's not really about kindness it's more about um you know behavior and emotion people tend to copy so as it turns out even if i was you know cruel people would tend to be cruel around me so it's not so much about the kindness itself but when you apply that to the idea of the kindness contagion you know the point is the same which is that if we are kind to others it's not just something that benefits the people we're kind to it benefits the whole system um so I mean we we took on the idea of doing a project in that messaging and and I happen to know a lot of musicians in South Africa so we I spoke to some of them and we put together you know the basic song and stuff and it just got a bit bigger and bigger and and pulled in some well-known artists uh and a couple of very well-known producers who've done a lot of work throughout the years and uh we got a number of artists from all over Africa uh it was a lot of hard work but we finally got i think a quite good song and 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 decent music video and um was all sponsored in the end by the UNDP um in terms of them helping with certain things and helping get it out and stuff like that so it became uh, up to this point i think still the only real fruit of that call out uh there was the, there was a plan for them to do a whole thing with with uh uh like a, a gallery of images and stuff that hasn't happened but there is a comic book around kindness that they're busy supporting um so that i think is going to come out but ultimately the idea of the kindness contagion really is that like if we can spread disease we can certainly spread kindness and as africans you know we felt like it is an appropriately african thing kindness um 
it, it connects to things like Ubuntu, uh, which is, you know, so essentially the African word for togetherness. Um, and, and this, you know, notion that in Africa, we're all part of a system, we're all part of a family, we're all part of a clan is not, you know, everyone for himself. So, so that was the point of the song, the message of the song. Um, and, uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun song. And I think, uh, it needs to be shared across, uh, the globe. It, it is, uh, really, it's quite uh, well made and catchy the music and of course the message behind it uh, definitely we need uh, more of kindness in current times so that leads me to one question if you could change one aspect of a society through your work what would that be well um I mean, my mission is really that people get that they can free their minds from their own minds, you know, that all of the power is there. There's no, there's no like, oh, school made me this way. Or it's, it's people have the ability to be creative geniuses again. Um, it's not gone. It's not lost. It's, it's all there. Um, so for me, the most important message is the message that I, aim to spread every day you know, which is that you you can free your mind from itself and you can actually reclaim the creative genius you had when you were five and apply it using a more matured instrument right um but without getting limited by that instrument so basically that's it for me if people could all get that they are not, they don't need to be stuck. They don't need to feel like there's nowhere to, to go. You know, um, there is somewhere to go and it's, it's simply removing the constraints you're putting on yourself. That's wonderful. I think the world will be a better place if we creativity is actually, um, adults are as creative as child and we can, see the impact in some of the organizations which are highly creative uh, since we are almost nearing our time how can people reach you uh well they can go to our website uh which is good lord we're changing it now but they, they should be able to reach it at uh, www.inativity that's I-N-N-O-T-I-V-I-T-Y dot institute. It's actually a URL now, dot institute. institute. They can also check my LinkedIn profile. Uh, that has everything that people need. So if you go to my LinkedIn profile, Michael Lee, um, you know, you can find everything from there. Uh, and there's one other place people can go to just to see what we have available, which is uh, bit.ly slash inativity. Some people get confused because there's a lot of options on there. But uh, if you have some free minutes, you can go on there and just check out all the options. And then each one of them leads into its own little tunnel. But uh, easiest thing is to find me on LinkedIn, though, of all. Great. In fact, I'll put out all the links uh, when I actually publish uh, the episode. So, Michael, any parting thoughts? 
that's a dangerous question. Um, <laughs> I, I always have thoughts. Uh, I think really the most important, you know, I think the most important thing about kindness, which is one of the topics, you know, for us to deal with here is that, that kindness is a natural state. It actually doesn't take effort. You know? And it's the same as creativity. Creativity is a natural state. It's actually a learned behavior for us to limit it, you know, for us to put blocks in front of it. It's a way that we survive. Um, you know, it's a way that we avoid uh, making mistakes because we fear mistakes. But, you know, mistakes are not mistakes. They're just, um, you know, Thomas Edison famously took 10,000 experiments to get the light bulb right. And he was not the first. So, you know, he always said that genius was mostly sweat. Right? Uh, and uh, so the important thing people need to just remember is that kindness is natural, creativity is natural. And the easiest way to access them is to just let them come. You know? Wonderful. So I think, uh, yeah, kindness is natural. I've actually, yeah, I also kind of agree with it. And of course, it all comes from freeing your mind. That, that's what uh, you're attempting and helping people to do, to un unlearn and uh, basically relearn the creative uh, part of themselves. So with that thought, Michael, thank you so much for taking time out today. And uh, we wish you good luck with all your pursuits. And thank you so much for taking out uh, taking time out today. Thank you for having the platform. That was a wonderful conversation with Michael and I really hope that you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As somebody who is in the process of tapping into their inner creative persona, there are two things that are on top of my mind. The first part is letting go. I think letting go is very important in our personal lives as well as in the creative process. The second part is kindness is a natural state and so is creativity. I'm reminded of a quote by Ursula Le Guin which says, the creative adult is the child who survived. Don't you think so? We all have set up so much of inhibitions and boundaries as we grow up into adults. And I think creativity also means that we have to go and tap into our inner child to find that spark within us. And I really hope that you enjoyed the conversation and you have something to ponder upon if you are inclined towards creativity. If you like our show, please do share and subscribe with your family and friends. If you have any suggestions, do write in to me at kindnessissuper at gmail.com. For written articles, do visit our website thegentleproject.io and feel free to reach out to me at the email for any other stories that you might have to that you might want to share with us. 
and we'll be back next week with another guest very interesting conversation so do watch out for our episode next week have a lovely day ahead <laughs>